Well, this summer, uh, we are in our growing season worship series. And so we're focusing on how we might grow our faith. But what I really want to focus on today is how we might have opportunities to grow the faith of others. I want to focus on what might be kind of a counterintuitive idea. I think that our faith grows the best with small things. It's small things that make the biggest impact in our faith. God has this mysterious way of taking whatever small mustard seed of faith we might have or that we might share with one another, and God exceeds our expectations with the big things that God can accomplish with those small mustard seeds of faith. Or how God can make very nourishing bread when all we feel like we have shared is just but a little leaven of our faith. Now, this is a counterintuitive idea because I think in life, the wisdom that we have a tendency to trust is the more, the merrier. So for example, I think when we think about how much water we should be drinking in life, I think the the wisdom is the more, the merrier. They say that we should be drinking at least eight, eight ounce glasses of water every single day. But doesn't that sound like a lot of water? I, I don't drink that much water every day, and I feel like, ugh, constantly, I should be drinking more water. Sleep. Sleep is another thing that I think the wisdom is, the more, the merrier. But I chronically feel like I'm not getting enough sleep. The experts say that adults should be getting around eight hours of sleep, and young kids should be getting even more than that. But It's not that I have trouble falling asleep, it's that I have trouble staying asleep. I mean, I wish I could sleep eight hours, but I just, I wake up too early. So the problem with the more the merrier is that it kind of leads to this chronic anxiety of we're not doing enough. The more the merrier sets this high bar and there might be a few that are able to reach that high standard, but then for the rest of us that don't reach that high standard, we just feel like we're not hitting the mark or we're not good enough. So I think what Jesus is trying to teach us with the wisdom of leaven, the wisdom of a mustard seed, is a different kind of wisdom that I think we sense in our life. It's the wisdom of less is more. And I'm not talking about bad things or evil things. I mean, of course, that should be less is more. But good things, the really good things, sometimes less is more. For example, hot sauce. Now, I know not everyone likes hot sauce, but I do. And for those of us that really like hot sauce, it's a good thing to put on our food. I do not suggest you pour it on your food like ketchup. A little bit goes a long way. Another good example of less is more is prune juice. And I learned this lesson the hard way. When I was a freshman in college, I was heading to a college or a Husker football party 
and I brought with me popcorn and a 32 ounce bottle of prune juice because I was thinking, I'm gonna try to be healthy and drink fruit juice. And I drank that like it was apple juice. And I watched almost none of the football game because I had to spend so much time in the bathroom. But the beauty of less is more is that we can all do less. Less is more is much more inclusive of all of us. Less is more actually empowers all of us. And this is what Jesus is trying to accomplish. Jesus is teaching us about God's grace so that all of us can be a part of what God is doing, what God's mission is here and now. The wisdom of Jesus in his two parables about the mustard seed and about, ye about yeast in those three measures of flour is teaching us about not only God's grace, but that in our faith, less is more. See, Jesus in these parables and throughout Jesus' ministry, Jesus is trying to welcome and include more and more people into what God is up to, what God's mission is in the world. See, Jesus wants everyone and Jesus wants to empower, encourage everyone that we all have a small bit of God, something good from God that we can share with others. And this is why Jesus is teaching the outcasts and the blind and the deaf and the lame and the poor and the prostitutes and those people which society has labeled, you're a sinner. Jesus with grace is trying to empower everyone to share the love and the grace of God with others, even if it feels like it's in a small way. So this is what I, I want us to, to look at in our scripture passage. I invite you to open up your Bible to Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 34. And if you're using one of the Pew Bibles, you can find it on page 890. These parables about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus teaches throughout the Gospel of Matthew. In fact, Jesus mentions the kingdom of heaven 31 times. So if Jesus repeats and emphasizes something, an idea 31 times, we better pay attention. Now I also want us to understand that what Jesus is talking about, talking about the kingdom of heaven, it's not heaven that we go to after we die. If that's what we're thinking of, we're gonna be very confused about these parables of a mustard seed and parables about yeast and three measures of flour. No, Jesus is trying to teach us that God's love, God's forgiveness, it's immediately available to us now. In fact, it's even hidden in our lives today in those broken parts. That God's peace and God's healing, they are available to us now. We don't have to wait around and we don't even have to earn it for later. 
It's available here and now. And it's even hidden in those wounded and kind of painful parts of our life right now. And Jesus is trying to teach all of us that we have something small of God. It's that tiny mustard seed of faith. And Jesus is encouraging us to share it and calls this the kingdom of heaven. So when a high schooler invites another high schooler to come to youth group and that new person feels included and welcomed in a part of the community, Jesus calls that the kingdom of heaven. When an elder in our community gets to that late stage of life and they're not able to come to worship anymore, they move into assisted living, but there's a family that adopts them and sends letters and sends pictures and delivers the Sunday bulletin when they visit, Jesus calls that the kingdom of heaven. When someone comes to worship with a, with a prayer on their heart and shares that prayer request with our prayer team, um, asking for prayer for a family member who's about to have surgery, and then our prayer team prays for them on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and all through the week, Jesus calls that the kingdom of heaven. These are the little mustard seeds of grace that we all have to share with each other. And these are those little blessings of yeast and leaven that when we bring it into those tough lumps of life, well, God uses that to raise up this delicious bread for hungry souls the good news of the kingdom of heaven is that less is more. And there is a part for all of us to play. We all have something to contribute. Even those of us that feel like, my faith, it's so small. My faith is not so strong. It's just a tiny little mustard seed. Jesus says, be crazy enough to share it with someone else. And God will use that to glorify his name and to build the kingdom of God and even to grow the faith of others. This summer, I'm reading a biography on C.S. Lewis. And I'm reading this because I'm preparing for a class that I'm gonna teach on the life of C.S. Lewis in September and October for Wednesday at the Well. And what I was most curious about was what happened when C.S. Lewis was the skeptical atheist, but then he rediscovered his faith again. And I kind of assumed that that must have been a remarkable process. There must have been, you know, some, some you know, big time things that happened in C.S. Lewis's life for that to happen. But as I'm reading the bi bi biography, I discovered, well, it's kind of an unremarkable story. You see, this happened long before C.S. Lewis ever became famous. Nobody had heard of C.S. Lewis except for his students. He was a brand new professor, an English professor at Magdalen College. And he enjoyed getting together on Monday nights with some other English professor fr friends. And on these Monday nights, they would read poetry together and they would read literature together. And if they had written anything, they would share what they're writing with each other. Well, on one of these Monday nights, the topic 
turned to Christianity and they kept talking through the night. But so late into the night that the group began to dwindle down to only two. It was down to the skeptical atheist C.S. Lewis and the Christian J.R.R. Tolkien. But this is long before Tolkien even became famous, before he wrote The Hobbit, before he wrote Lord of the Rings. They just were up in the middle of the night, probably two or three in the morning, talking about Christianity. Now, I don't know what they talked about. Nobody knows. But C.S. Lewis wrote in his diary, which researchers have access to today, and he reports that on this night when he walked back to his room very late, he felt that he had a faith in God that he had not felt for a very long time. Now I think if we were to be able to interview C.S. Lewis and ask him, what remarkable thing did you say to C.S. Lewis so that all of a sudden he discovered faith? I think Tolkien would argue with us and say, I don't think I said anything remarkable. I don't even know if what I said made much of a difference. I think what he shared was probably just a mustard seed of faith. But what happened is that God took it from there. And look how far God took that mustard seed of faith. God grew that mustard seed of faith into one of the great voices, Christian voices of the 20th century. So this summer, as we're focusing on the growing season, growing our faith, I also want us to pay attention to how we might have opportunities to grow the faith of others. Maybe it's someone in our family. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone in this community of faith. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's someone we go to school or work with. But I want us to trust that even if we feel like our faith is kind of small, I want us to trust in what God can do with that small mustard seed of faith. And I also want us to understand that each of us have people in our lives and they are asking deep spiritual questions, but they're not sharing those questions with anyone. They're just, they're inside. But we don't need to know what those deep spiritual questions are. We don't even know, need to know what the questions are. God knows who those people are. God knows what those questions are. So we'll just let God take care of that. What Jesus is calling us to do is to share whatever small mustard seed of faith we might have. And that might be expressed in a prayer, offering prayer for someone. It might be expressed by telling an encouraging story. It might be ex expressed simply by giving a listening ear. It might be expressed by an invitation to worship. It might be expressed by some kind of hidden act of generosity. It might just be a very simple reminder that God loves you. But I give thanks 
that we all have a small mustard seed of faith. And I give thanks that there are people that we can share these small mustard seeds of faith. And I give thanks for whatever big thing God is going to do with those mustard seeds of faith. You know, Jesus was right. The kingdom of heaven, it really is like a mustard seed. Amen.